What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 12 of The Wave Table. I'm here with Cyrus Gold, who uh, I pretty much met on Instagram, actually. It's kind of a funny story how that happened, but we'll dive into it later, I think. Um, so do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and what kind of music you make and all that good shit? Sure thing. Um, so, well, my name is Cyrus. I go by the name of Cyrus Gold. I used to make, I, I can make a lot of stuff, but I mainly got into making dubstep and like a melodic dubstep, future bass type stuff. Um, yeah, I'm from Hong Kong. I'm uh, 20. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Oh, I'm in, I'm in college. Maybe, maybe that'll resonate with a lot of your audience. <laughs> yeah, probably. What are you studying? I'm studying uh, hotel management. It's not too much related to music, but the good thing about that is just that you, it's good that you can like have a day job. You end at like six o'clock, you go home and you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, you know, music wise. Are you able to like uh, be on social media a lot during that time? I'm actually, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, classes, first of all, online classes, nobody knows that I'm actually on social media, but, um, (laughs) but in classes, it's, it's like huge lectures. Nobody really minds, but right now I'm actually currently working at this marketing at like, um, as a marketing intern. So I've learned quite a bit about like social media type stuff, like how to post stuff, how to schedule stuff, that type of stuff. It's pretty useful. Yeah, because I know one of the um, big recommendations for people trying to grow their like personal brand is like, yeah, you have to have a shitty job just to make ends meet. But if you can get a shitty job where you can go on social media, like between customers and stuff and like kind of grow your brand whilst working at the same time, it's a really good thing. I've heard that from uh, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where you got it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's good advice. I just uh, I think that like you know, Elenium, right? He uh, he used to work at a call center for like a I think it was like a, re- a restaurant or like hotel. But during the time when he was working, he's actually able to like you know learn a lot of stuff about produ- like producing music on like on his free time. You know, because call centers you, you get like two to three calls like an hour, and and like that's very little calls. So there's a lot of free time. Shitty jobs is like, yeah, it's, it's a new way, man. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy just got a job. He, he says there's like 15 minutes of downtime between each call, each call, sorry. And I'm like, damn, dude, I wish I was doing that. Cause like there's, there's so much free time to be like, yeah, just growing socials and shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'd kind of like to hear your story. Cause Whilst we've interacted before, we haven't like, you know, gotten to know each other. So I'd like to hear your story of like what got you into music and then electronic music all the way up until where you're at now. All right. So this is going to be a little bit of a long story, <laughs> but we got time, I guess. So um, I guess when I was like 13, 14, I was studying in Shanghai. I'm in Hong Kong right now. Shanghai is this other city in, in China. Uh, I was doing like middle school, high school there. And so, uh, at the, at, like China is a place where like even though they got laws it's not really too enforced so I was able to like get exposure to all these like huge music festivals I would go with them like to with my friends at the age of like 13 14 I that was basically one of my first interactions with like EDM I guess I went there I just really loved the energy I think I saw I saw Skrillex um <laughs> I, I saw um Excision 
I've seen like other other house DJs as well. I can't name a few on top. Oh, like Don Diablo, Ruben um, oh. Oskin, like like those type of stuff, right? And uh, yeah, I just really like the energy. And so I saw, remember seeing Yellow Claw. I was like, fuck, this is some really really good. Like I I really like the energy here. Like they've had their like trap back in the days. They played like on a spinning record. So I really liked that. So I went home. I was just listening to a bunch of it, and then. One of my friends in school, they were like, oh, shit, uh, you know, check out this thing called like Logic Pro. So I was like, sure, what is it? So we just used it for fun. And then uh, we kind of made like fucking meme type music and, like, <laughs> just for jokes. And I was like, shit, this shit, this shit is kind of fun, you know, and we tried remaking some songs as well. So I so in my free time, I was trying to remake songs like Alan Walker's like faded, like some super basic type stuff. Right. And after getting into that, uh, I don't know what really happened, but I was just making some songs with my friends. It's up until like last November, which I really went hard. So what really happened was that Hong Kong, as as maybe some all some some of y'all will know, there's like a there was a protest. I was out of school since like November, and mostly I've just been home doing like jack shit. I've been doing nothing. I felt like a complete loser, like waking up <laughs> at three o'clock in the afternoon, right? I think so many people can resonate with that right now. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like, yeah, like, like quarantine. Right. And so I was like, damn, I need to do something. And so I've just been, I set myself a schedule, not really a schedule. I just have a goal to like release as many music as possible. And, um, and I, I, I kind of did. And so I just kind of made a bunch in my free time and yeah, next thing you know, I'm like kind of here. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying hard making stuff, but I think that's the fun of it, you know, basically as that. How many tunes have you released since then? Cause you dropped one last night and then your previous one before that was 26 days ago. And I don't know how many before that though. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta count. <laughs> Give me a second, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit, I guess. Uh, Give me one second. Pulling up my SoundCloud right now. <laughs> but like, this is another thing. It's just that like, I just drop things and I just don't remember. I just don't listen to them at all. I don't know if this, yeah. like, do you feel that way? It's like, after you make something, you just don't want to listen to it. Yeah. Sometimes like it depends on how shit, <laughs> how shit working on it was. Yeah. hundred percent. So, okay. I dropped uh, this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, 11 songs since since November. Holy shit, dude. That hustle. I respect it. Yeah. I mean, I got time on your hands. I mean, like time is like the best currency. Anybody, any, any kid that's like around the 20 kind of has, you know, especially now. For sure. The right discipline and like the most, the, the nice consistency. And, and next thing you know, you just, you just keep making shit. Just keep going, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about your, um, yeah, your release that you dropped yesterday, which is a, uh, remix of Seven Lions. Uh, so I'd say that that remix is like a massive step up in terms of production quality from your previous release, which is called Rebirth. Thanks, man. That's all yeah, good, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just wondering if there was like any specific things you may have learned in the past month or so that really allowed you to take this release to the next level. Oh man, you might you might actually like this part because uh, I was actually watching one of your podcasts. Oh hell yeah! Who's, uh, who's 
who, who like who said um who said what but he was like he, he he would tell himself from a previous time that side chaining is just like like volume automation yeah you know i, I saw it and i was like okay i'm gonna try that out and so <laughs> i um i use i use volume automation i used to use volume automation but i never really put too much care into it and to like actually shaping it in a way that i like uh so i did that as well as so so that's why i really like the side chaining of the of the song uh, of the drop that i dropped yesterday it definitely sounds clean yeah yeah so and then the kick in the snare was is, I, I guess it's it's kind of right there so that's what's what i like and um and uh, and this uh you, you know the hype chain that skrillex's show tracks I'm pretty sure you, because you, you, yeah. we talked about this, like you told me about that video, right? Yeah, the chain group. That also really helped. That, Sick. Yeah, that also really helped using buses stuff and using your limiter to like, you know, have heads have headroom and all and use your limiter to like bring it all the way back up. I think that also really helped, you know. And also reading the stereo field, like making sure that yeah. it's like it's fitting. It's not like mono. It's fitting the whole stereo field. So I think that's that's one of my takeaways. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think um a lot of people kind of overlook the whole stereo field thing and then um like for example, I'm in a Discord server of producers and then um there's this guy called Drea um and his <laughs> like his main feedback when people post tunes is like yo dude, you're going to lose like 6 dB on this tune when it gets summed to mono. Like you need to watch out your stereo field, bro. <laughs> Definitely. And, and it's it's actually not even that hard to like it, to like actually pay attention to it. Just like just get ozone, dude. Just get yeah. ozone imager. It, it just shows everything. Yeah, and it's, it's free. dope. Um, and yeah, shout out to Vital Mode for that um, volume automation sidechain tip. That was uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what episode number, but yeah, Vital Mode. And then uh, the Show Tracks EP from Skrillex, like. If you actually look at his videos for that, you can see the bossing that Cyrus was talking about. And then uh, for a more detailed breakdown, check out Ahe's video. That's A-H-E-E on YouTube. And um, yeah, that's pretty much how I do my bussing and mixing and stuff. And it sounds like you've taken that on as well. Another uh, another huge um, influence, I guess, of why I actually got into making like a feature bass type track is uh, other than dubstep. It's just, I've been, yo, Nurko, do you know uh, who, who Nurko is? No, I don't actually. He's, I guess he's a pretty up and coming like artist. I wouldn't say up and coming. I guess it's pretty big already. He got a pretty solid fan base. He remixed um a few of Ophelia's track. He, uh, he remixed like a few seven lines track. He remixed Elenium as well. And uh, I just love how he stacks his, like super saw layers. Right. This is a really good podcast called In the Daw. Ah, uh, yeah. A lot of people would uh, no, no, right. It's 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 great because uh, ask all these like big artists such as like if you like melodic stuff, they ask said the sky, they ask like Nurko to break down the production tips, and I think that's like that's also a great thing about quarantine. It's just all these big artists are like you know yeah. doing these production streams. I fucking love it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm not huge into the melodic uh, side of dubstep. At least not dubstep. I might get into like the melodic rhythm stuff. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, definitely recommend Behind the Door. Definitely. Uh, also checked out for for uh for these streams. I also checked out like Company. Company got. Some- oh yes, dude. Oh, I was actually like 
before this started, I had like 40 minutes of free time and I was actually like, oh, I might, might finish up this company stream that I've been putting off for like a month now. But then, uh, uh-huh. then I was like, nah, I better work on this G house track. <laughs> I, I think it's, um, yeah, it's a time management thing as well. Cause sometimes yeah. if you, you I, I, I spent usually my weekends doing a production a week days after coming home from work, I'm just like looking at these videos. I, I like to take notes. I think like taking notes is actually like, might sound nerdy, but it's, it really helps, man. Cause, cause like you look back at it, you look back on your notes. I'm like, okay, this is how he sets his, like, yeah, like whatever his, his modulations or whatever. It really helps your own production. Yeah. I've, I've got a couple of notebooks full of notes. And then I also use the uh, app called OneNote. It's like a Microsoft just note keeping thing. Yeah, it's. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's not really great. I don't recommend it, but it's just where I have all my information, and it's too much stuff to move over to a different thing. So yeah. <laughs> so used to. I'm I'm more of like a pen and paper type of guy. So like, yeah, I, I kind of just I would like listen to it. I just like write it down like with a pen, kind of old fashioned, but it's easier to remember. I I, I it works for me. You know. Yeah, definitely. Like, whatever works for you, but definitely taking notes is something I hugely recommend as well yeah 100 so um yeah let's talk about how we met so um i know you you like found me through instagram somehow and you sent me a message but i was wondering like what stood out to you what made you want to reach out to me because this was like long ago before i even started the podcast um so basically I, okay, so my mindset of coming into like making music, it's not like okay, I need to grow or anything. It's more like okay, I'm just trying to like talk to as many people as possible, like out of uh, overseas or like other places. It's just it's just to learn something about everybody, you know. Oh, yeah. And that's really great because because once you like actually make a connection with some people, they got they give you great value. Like this is giving us both great value. Like, yeah. I'm helping you do this podcast. You're like helping me give me give me some tips or whatever it's great and um i got some other friends who i've actually just met on instagram as well i just give them i sent them a track they help me they give me feedback and i give them feedback from time to time as well so i think it's it's a, it's just a good connection to have you know yeah for sure expanding your network i think that's kind of great yeah. sure i'm definitely like doing the same thing just you know talking to random people on instagram um if i like their music i'll give them a follow and yeah, I'll just like, it's really exciting seeing people who, you know, they're making good music, but like, they're just not popular yet. And then it's just really exciting seeing their journey, you know? Yeah. I've actually like, like, what do you think about this? Like, if you have, if you can make a connection with like, basically everybody that you kind of come across with, make a huge group chat. And then we just all kind of like grow as a group together across the world since that's that's like see since we got instagram it's like super easy to connect with everybody you know imagine like the music scene years later because 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 if one person becomes big there and they kind of push everybody up like that what do you like that's just super interesting to see yeah that's that's pretty great that's kind of another thing (laughs) i mean i hate mentioning gary v because i know like some people really hate him (laughs) for some reason Um, but um (laughs) Like he's got a whole thing where it's like build the tallest building by just actually building the tallest building. Um, yeah, I've seen that as well. I've seen that yeah. as well. 
Whereas some people try to build the tallest building by just demolishing other people's buildings. So yeah, if you're just out there and you're nice to people and you kind of lift them up, then that'll help you build your building as well in a way. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I think that's a good thing about like, uh, about music as well. Cause like in the um, discord servers, you can actually meet a lot of like big artists and it's just easy to connect there because they also give you great feedback. Yeah. You know, and, and artists kind of need these fan bases as well. The music businesses, it's not really that good lately. And so it's, it's, you know, they, they, they get a good fan. Like you get kind of like their fan. And then like, for example, like cranked, I mean, cranked that's like, um, uh, discord server. I like hop on his stuff whenever he needs like viewers or whatever. And he also gives us everybody like a good, like, like good feedback. So I think that's, that's super helpful for everybody. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not really great with keeping up with like Discord servers because literally like every single music Discord server I see, I join and then it just goes in a folder, like never to be seen again. Because it's just like, there's too many servers. (laughs) It's so hard to like engage with the community. I guess I just kind of pick three that I like, I like, you know? I just kind of pick three that I kind of like to be like more active on all the other ones. It's, it's just like, just to keeping up with the news, like never say die. Like they got a huge server. They got a lot of people on there, but there's just way too many people. There's yeah, exactly. Information there. So yeah, I just check it in like from here and there, but they got good Q and A's. I think that's kind of useful. You know? Yeah. It's kind of similar, I guess, um, to streaming. Cause I've been enjoying the interaction in smaller discord servers, but the bigger ones, like you said, there's just too many people. And then the same with like Twitch streams. If it's like a smaller streamer, then you type a message and they're definitely going to read it. But if it's like, I don't know, Asman gold, <laughs> he's going to be like, okay, there's 10 million fucking messages scrolling past the chat. I can't read anything unless you just donate like $500. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. 100%, dude. Um, like, uh, speaking of which, I was talking about um, for feedback, right? Another another great place to go on is Reddit. If you go to mm. r slash roast, roast my tracks, I think oh, it's roast my yeah. tracks. Do you, do, you know, do you know about that? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So uh, you, you put your song on there. My first time putting, I, w- I actually didn't put my own song, I put my friends like, <laughs> I was like, and and I was just waiting for people to actually roast you, right? But no, the people on there, they're actually really, they give really good feedback and they're really nice to you. Like they, they straight up, they, like, even though they straight up tell you like what needs to be changed, because I put my track on there the other day and they're like, okay, the kick is annoying, even though they, they tell you the good parts, but the kick is fucking annoying. So I <laughs> spend time fixing that. And it's great. It's, it's, uh, sometimes people would need that feedback. That's true. Say that, okay, like, like, like this part of your song is trash. And they would need to hear that and actually like get better on it. Yeah. For a long time, I was kind of uh, concerned that, you know, just the name roast my track would mean that people there are just like brutal as fuck, but it sounds like they're not too bad. And maybe I should get on that subreddit and yeah, just help, help people with their tracks and get my own feedback and stuff. You should try that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think you like it. I think you like it because uh, you can also like ask them for their Instagrams. You could like hit them up and it's not only EDM. There's some great vocalists. Right. I'm thinking about DMing a few kids about like, like they, uh, they would drop like a little indie track 
And it's, it sounds it sounds kind of nice. If you could get your vocals for that and actually release out on Spotify, it, it's 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 like it helps both people. Yeah, helps you for making that song. Helps them for like actually remixing it too. So, yeah, so. yeah and um. I actually found a vocalist on Reddit one time. So yeah, it's a good place to discover other musicians to collaborate with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to your like whole SoundCloud the other day and um, one, one recurring theme I noticed in like your really heavy tracks is that your sustained basses are like on point, dude. And I was uh I was wondering if you had any uh, tips for the people out there who maybe haven't really refined the art of sustained basses just yet. Sustained bass. Um, I think he, I want to talk about the sound design first. I think that I, I don't know most of my sound design. I don't know if you get this, but I guess 80% of my sound design came accidentally. Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel that way? Yeah. You get it, right? Like, uh, so I was actually hopping. I was on Discord the other day. Well, the other day, as in like a few months back, I was talking to Ruvlo. Uh, I don't know if you know him, but he's a New York artist. He's a pre, he's, I guess he's sort of big. Um, he got, he got releases on Disciple, right? And so he was teaching me how he made his sustain bass because he's more like a trap. He's more of a trap person, like freeform type trap person. And so, um, I guess the comb filter, the uh, yeah. filter really works. Um, a DO2 uh, distortion. Those things, technically, they kind of sound, they, they, they sound good. Um, and uh, granular synthesis. There's this, there's this uh, what do you call it? There's this plugin called a uh, Fracture, I think. I'm pretty sure it's called okay. Fracture. I don't really, I don't really know what it does. It's free. But uh, all these presets, like, um, yeah, you can just choose a preset and it just completely change the sound. And I, I think that's pretty fun as well. It's just, it just completely changes the sound so I, and, and you could just slice that up and then, um, and then, and then make it into like any bass you want. It's not really just for the same basis, but, and another huge thing I would kind of say is EQing. It's just to knowing like where, like, like the field the frequency field of where to put your sustained bass and the loudness of it as well. I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't say I'm too good at my sustained bass, <laughs> but it's, um, but since you said it, I guess I'm kind of humbled, humbled to say that it's like, like appreciate it, but yeah, I guess, I guess just try things out, man. try things out, yeah. talk to people. I'll have to check out that. That would be my tip. I'll have to check out that fracture plugin. Cause I've been looking for a, a granular plugin. Like ugh, dude, the Ableton one sucks dick. And, um, I, I've had one called Mangle for a while and I'm not too happy with that either. Like I really want fruity granulizer, but I don't wanna have to open FL. <laughs> so have you have you have you started out with uh, Ableton? Yeah, yeah. I'm I've been working in Ableton for like three years or so now, but before that I was using FL. Oh jeez. What like oh okay. Oh so have you been like producing EDM for like like bass music, I guess, for the past three years. Yeah, it's been like fucking, I started like seven years ago or some shit, but it was like on and off for a while. Um, I only started going hard recently, like the past year or so. Um, yeah, it's a good time. It's definitely yeah. a good time for people to grow during this like quarantine period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. So like, you've also got like some sick sound design in general. 
And I guess uh, you kind of gave some tips just then, but I was wondering if you had any um, additional resources that you'd like to add, such as like the company streams. <laughs> so the best one, my, like my go-to one for people who want to get into making dubstep, it's Barely Alive's Raoul tutorial. It's, it's a good like 15 minutes, but it really teaches you about like what a growl really is. Cause a lot of people step into serum, not really knowing what it really is. Right. Yeah. So it teaches about how to, how to make the growl, um, like the scientifically like, literally shows you a waveform and how the, where the, like where the growl really comes in. It's, it's great. I definitely tell people, I would love to people to check that out. And, um, there's other one I got, I got to check out it's it's called uh the the title is called like company uh layering base but it's not by company it's by this other dude okay uh oh it's it's by this guy called macro so it's about it's it's it teaches you they taught me a lot about mixing uh about layering bases and yeah and and i guess that's a little, a little bit of a game changer as well so these two will be my like major major like recommendations for people to like check tutorials out sweet thanks man i haven't heard of that uh macro guy so yeah i'll have to check that out yeah um, i'll hit you up with a link after this uh after the podcast man sweet but yeah i can definitely vouch for the barely alive stuff they all their youtube content is amazing have you watched their build-up tutorial uh i think so it would have been a while ago now i think though yeah, it came out like a month, two months ago. But it, even though like a build-up, it's like, okay, it's, it sounds pretty simple. Everybody knows how to do it, right? But the way he broke it down, and it, it made like, it, it just makes a lot more sense. And since then, my build-ups has been like pretty, I guess I could say pretty decent. Sick. Because not only did he, uh, did he use, um, I guess, spoilers alert, but not only did he actually make the build-up, but he actually automated the volume uh, for the uh, build-up to actually like so the end of the build-up will be three decibels yeah. wider than the beginning of the build-up and the impact of the job will be much more powerful and that's a huge takeaway for me yeah well. another yeah. i think i learned that trick from rob swire maybe uh but yeah another another good tip that kind of helps increase the impact of the drop is to uh make the like reduce the stereo width of the buildup as it goes towards the drop. more model, uh, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, the fucking, the build will be like coming in, coming in and it's like drop. Can't see my hands properly, but yeah, it just, it makes it sound fucking huge when it goes from almost mono to stereo. It's dope. It's stereo as fuck. Yeah. And, and in live shows, that would be amazing. Because oh. in club systems, dude, it's like coming from the sides and that, that, that'd be, that'd be hella sick. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about like your, how you're kind of changing your sound from like the heavy dubstep to the more melodic side of things. So before this seven lions remix, your previous release was like a pretty, pretty hard dubstep tune. Um, <clears throat> and I remember you telling me something about how you're going to just like kind of change it up and go for a more melodic kind of um path and i was yeah so do you want to tell us like the kind of thought process behind that change and that actually i've uh it really what i make really 
reflects on what I kind of listen to. Because what I made, uh, like, I love, I still love dubstep and I like melodic just as much. But like dubstep, um, I, I made a few tracks like back then and now I kind of want to make this. I'm, I'm not like really restricting myself into any of like a bubbles. I'm just making like this genre. Um, in the future, I'm actually trying to like experiment more with like Jersey, like the Jersey club beat oh, sick. genre or like, or like hard dance or like even like Psy, like Psy trance type stuff. So I, I wouldn't say I, I was trying to like explore more with the, I, I, I like making dubstep, but I, every single time I make it, I feel the need to master it as loud as like negative three LEFS. <laughs> it's just, it's just a fucking headache. You know, it's just, I, I, I would say dubstep is so much hard, more hard to mix and like, than like, the super saws of a, of a future of a future bass track you know and so yeah i don't know man i'm, I'm just i'm just kind of like balancing everything and, and i mean making both genres kind of make me happy so i guess oh, yeah. just make whatever you fucking want you know yeah bro. and uh I, I i made the song yesterday I, the song i dropped yesterday it's one of those it's actually one of few songs where i would actually still like listening to it after i, <laughs> I mastered it and dropped it and so that's maybe, a good song so maybe i'm a yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try making more like melodic type stuff. Sick, yeah, yeah. I definitely get behind just making what you want to make because, like, so many people burn out when they just put themselves in a box. You know, if you're just like, I got to make dubstep every single day, then you might like, I don't know, you might get bored of it or something. Um, yeah, I'm actually not sure about about like this perspective though, because well, like, I want to know what you think, man. Like, you could either say that okay, don't put yourself in a box and make whatever you want or should you actually stay in your lane and actually make Cause, cause when someone hops onto your like discography and they hear like, okay, Oh shit. I really like this guy's like melodic track, but everything else is dubstep or everything yeah. else is <laughs> house. And then that wouldn't, that wouldn't be like a, you can't really retain that fan. You know, what do you think? Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I guess it depends on how well defined your sound is like, um, if if they can tell it's produced by Astro Rain, even though I've got a house track, a dubstep track, a drum and, a drum and bass track, if they can still connect those all as being Astro Rain, then I think like I'm fine with that. But if the tracks sound completely different, then it might be a good idea to release them under different aliases or something. At the end of the day, I really feel like if you actually just restrict yourself to one genre then you'll most likely burn out unless that is literally the only genre of music you like listening to <laughs> yeah I, I do get that i do get that i actually do feel a little bit more burnt out after making so many like heavy tracks yeah but i think it's as, as a growing producer uh, I, i'd say i'm really like amateur at producing still i'm a humble opinion i guess and um like what Crank Death has once said in his Discord is just that uh, in the future you might not make the same type of genre. So it's great that if you tr- like, if you're you're a good if you're a good producer, when you can make almost any genre that you want. So like for example, Nitty Gritty, right? He started out making like he can make house, he can make trap, he can make dubstep, he can make like he can make so many things and so many. He, and he's making his debut in a lot of different like labels, and I think that's a really great career ahead of him. You know. He also not only that he used to mix for Cardi B as well before Cardi B was famous. Damn, and even having like connections at a pop field or like the hip hop field, 
like like that's that's really that's really great as a as a music producer. So yeah, I guess yeah yeah make whatever you want. I guess <laughs> so I, think, I think that's that's great advice for anybody out there. I guess to kind of go back to that a little bit, how you asked me if um if people might be turned off by seeing all these different genres in your SoundCloud profile. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of of also of the mind that if you only have one SoundCloud profile, it should represent you as a person. So yeah, just whatever you want to make should be up there. But, um, you know, having one SoundCloud profile, I think that's the way I want to do things, but other people might just want to have multiple aliases, um, just to split it up. But then of course, when you have multiple aliases, it's fucking tough. Cause you got all these social media accounts and, marketing is well i can't imagine that like fuck that <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's way too hard man because because like you would have a like i used to have another um a, a account strictly just for music but i find out that like okay if i want to post a picture where do i want to post it? i want to post um like both accounts like if it's like a picture of myself do i want to post on both accounts i want to post my main account for my friends to see and it'll be kind of redundant if I post it again on my music account with yeah. a completely different caption. It's just really hard to handle, I guess. So I'm moving most of my stuff to like my main Instagram account. And it's just my music is, I guess, is an extension of like my own taste in music, I guess, and what I want to make. So I think that's that makes sense. But it's but the trade-off is that it's much harder to like promote a brand, I guess, in your main account because as a growing artist, um yeah. I, I mean, your friends, it's just, they, they would kind of want to see what you, what you, what you want to post every single day as well. So I, I don't know, man, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. You got any advice for that? Uh, I feel like you don't really need to worry about what your friends want to see because they're going to follow you regardless. Um, and then in terms of uh, the music side of things, it, everyone wants to see the behind the scenes of an artist's life. So posting your personal stuff and your music stuff on the same account, it honestly kind of goes hand in hand because, you know, being a musician is part of you and yeah, people want to see what's going on with you as well as keeping up to date with the music stuff. That's my two cents. I think I've seen somewhere about, about um, this is a rule called uh, uh, the 30, 33% rule. It's uh, basically a 33% uh, so they basically chop your Instagram feed into three, like three different parts. Uh, one third of the part is about like your daily life. One third of part, one third of the part is about you doing like shows and stuff. And the other one third of the part is like, it's like about like, like behind the scenes, like music, music stuff, but behind the scenes type stuff. I don't know where I've heard that. I've heard that way even before I got into making music. Uh, but uh. I think it's, uh, I guess maybe you could try it out, you know? Yeah. You know, like try that little figure out and look it up, see how it goes. You know, hit me up if it works. <laughs> oh yeah. I was trying to do something similar to that for a while, but I'm, I have a, I have a tough time coming up with like personal content or at least during quarantine, you know? <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, someone I've said, I've seen someone say that something similar to that. And that was, uh, Adam Ivy has just got like heaps of Instagram and social media um, tactics and all that shit. 
Adam Ivy? Is he a is he a producer? Or is he yeah. like, um, just a musician? Uh, I think he yeah he's been a producer for a long time and yeah I think he produces like rap beats and stuff. I'm not a hundred percent sure, <laughs> but um he has like a bunch of students and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wondering, uh, when can we expect you to release yet another tune? <laughs> considering how frequently these are coming out. <laughs> Um, so my goal is usually like two songs each month, but I don't really, I'm, I don't really keep myself that accountable to it because, uh, I think each song is like, like sometimes I'll drop a song in like literally a day. Sometimes I'll drop a song in like a week or like a week or two. So I got to give it some time, but I'm currently trying to remix this song. You know, um, I, okay. I've recently I've listened to a lot, a lot of Juice World. right? This is a song called Go. It's called, uh, it's by the kid Leroy. He's actually also uh, from, like Australia. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's six. I fucking love it. So I'm trying to remix that into, um, another future bass, uh, future bass. Maybe even melodic, melodic dubstep. Cause I haven't made the drop yet. I've only made the, um, the intro. Yeah. So maybe that'll be next. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going more like, I'm, I'm definitely going to try remixing stuff because when you're making future bass, it's, it's just, it's easier to learn that way. Yeah. And you ha- what you haven't gotten, uh, and, and, and after you make like, a good feature bass track, you can actually use that to pitch towards other vocalists to get maybe yeah. their attention and maybe get their, get their vocals to it. So maybe I guess, I guess that's a good start. And uh, I'm actually for fun. I'm making this other track. It's like a, a, a like a little sample. It's actually like a Jersey club beat. <laughs> with, like, I'm, I'm actually going to try to experiment with like a uh, side trance or like hard dance. Fuck yeah, stuff, dude. Like uh, as a second drop. Yeah, do you like hard dance? Um, I I think the, uh, the the hard dance scene in uh in Sydney or like I, I'm sorry Australia is pretty big. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I'm not I'm not really in that scene, but I that's how I got into EDM was like listening to hard style and shit. <laughs> uh, back in the day, like ten years ago, and Psytrance is fucking sick, dude. I'm excited to hear what you do with that. Sure. Um. Yeah, definitely. It's just it's just for fun, but I guess making shit for fun is it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Another another pro tip. I, I wouldn't say it's a pro tip. Whenever I get into da, get into the DAW, um, I would tell myself that okay, I'm gonna make the shittiest track I've ever made. <laughs> that, that puts my expectations down. That actually uh, that it makes it easier for me to like just just do whatever I want in the DAW, you know. But usually, most times when I get get into that mindset, the thing that I make it's it's actually, I, I actually really like listening to it. Cause if you always go into the DOS saying, I'm going to make the best thing I've ever made. You're giving yourself a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah. You don't need the pressure all the time as a, as a creative. I guess it'll help sometimes, but you don't need that pressure all the time. Yeah. It's good to just have fun with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you were saying how you're doing like a remix and then you can pitch it to a vocalist later. Um, I think that's like a really solid idea for just creating tunes with vocals in mind. Cause I personally, when I create tunes, I don't really leave room for vocals. Like it's, it's hard to leave room for vocals without having a vocal already there. So if you just, if you just find some random acapella that's in the same key as you want to make, and then you just, mute the acapella before you export it 
then you're good to go. Then you can just like pitch it to another vocalist and have them easily sing over it. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I've never thought of it that way. That's, that's good. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, cause, cause, cause most times I just, I just kind of like, I would pitch, uh, I wouldn't say pitch, but I would just like, like, I guess how I would think of it is just that I would make a song when I get the vocalist, I'll, I'll even mix it for them and I'll just EQ out the space for it. But yeah, maybe having like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's actually a good idea. That's actually pretty smart. Maybe you have like a vocalist vocal over it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like it, it's helpful to kind of know the range, like the vocal range of the vocalist you're going for so that you can pick a, a kind of suitable stem for it. But at least having some kind of vocal there in the first place is a good start. For re- for, uh, for remixes, where do you usually get your vocals? You get it from like YouTube? Uh, oh God, I haven't done a bootleg in ages. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I used to get it for like acapellas for you or something like that. Yeah, just Google acapellas for you. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think I've used yeah that that website before as well. Yeah. Or there's the new like splitter stuff where you can just the fucking technology just splits the stems. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting, man. I think I've seen Moonboy use it before. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try that out. I know um Mr. Bill's girlfriend actually made like a a Max for Live device that could split stems inside the door. But uh mm-hmm. I don't know, there's some people doing some dumb shit, so she had to like remove it from the internet or something. I'm not really sure what's going on oh, there. Man. Yeah. That really sucks. But I'm really curious about how like how it works, you know? Yeah. How how they actually can split it up and it's that clean. That's insane. AI. <laughs> it's like five different stems. You know? You can't really even like sometimes like when you split it yourself, you kinda hear the kick and like the vocals are where like you, you know where it shouldn't be. But like it's actually like seeing from what I've seen from other places, it's just so clean. I yeah. really wonder how to make it. I, yeah, I think it's just like some ridiculous machine learning, like teaching that how, like what frequencies usually go for what instruments. And yeah, I don't know. It's beyond me. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but it's a game changer though. So many yeah. people could like remix shit just by like just getting like a WAV file or even MP- I'm pretty sure it works with MP3 files as well, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it should work with like everything. If not, you can just convert it, right? Yeah, I guess. And and for DJs, it's great too. You can just like, when you got like a song without vocal, you can just drop that on, drop the drop the vocal on and I'll be sick. It'll Hell be yeah. sick playing like actual club shows when clubs are open to back again, which is going to be like <laughs> fucking a long time later. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, while we're speaking about like remixes and acapellas and shit, have you heard of a site called Label Radar? Label radar. I've, I think I've used it once. I, I yeah. don't really know how. I just, I just know it pitches you to a different label. I yeah. think Monster Cat is on it. On it. That's, that's just all. All of. It's just. I guess that's all I know. What is it? So, uh, I guess the basis of it is the whole label pitching thing, but I actually haven't really used it much for that. Uh, what I actually use it for is the remix contests. So, they've got a opportunities page and i recently did a cell dweller remix through that and i placed in the the top 15 uh 
of like everyone. Apparently, there was like over a hundred uh, entries. I was just gonna say, like, yeah, label radar. Uh, it's a good like opportunity to get remixes, um, especially because it seems like there's not that many people who are aware of it just yet. So if you feel like you're really good, but perhaps you get kind of squandered by the whole popularity contest thing that remix contests usually have, then you might want to check out Label Radar because I don't think it's really a popularity contest. It's just good to get stems of like already, like songs that's already out, right? Yeah. No, I'll definitely check it out. Have you ever gotten like con- people, con- has people ever contacted you because of uh, getting into like top 15? Uh, I've gotten a few followers from it, but uh, the song's not, out yet so it's yeah it's just like being announced but i'll be coming out on the compilation album it's on like october 30 sure yeah that's sick i'll definitely check it out yeah because i don't know i I like um i guess i also got a question for you i'm trying to get more into like learning more about the music business yeah like getting to know more people like do you have any tips on like actually getting yourself assimilated into like this this culture because it's it's hard to get in it's hard yeah. to get people know you especially like big producers i've been like i don't know man i i i used to think this culture service is like a really good place to get close to them i guess it still is that you're consistent enough but yeah what do you think so i guess my biggest tip for this um because i've only had one label release right my biggest tip would be how i got a label release so I'm sure you're aware of Defy Society by now since I've mentioned them like every episode. Um, so, yeah, I'm part of a Facebook group called Defy Society. And one of the things they recommend is just, you know, message people in the group and make friends with them. And so every day, uh, I think I did it for like a week or two or something. Every single day, I'll go into the Facebook group message every single person just start up a conversation until facebook blocked me from messaging new people so <laughs> that's 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 funny but i if it works it works yeah it sounds, it, that's cool that's cool that's cool i'm definitely gonna try that let's see how many fake profiles can i put up <laughs> um but yeah you know obviously it doesn't have to be in defy society you know there's like Rhythm Dubstep Society and Disciple Family and all that shit. Um, so, you know, go through those groups, uh, message people, start off a conversation, um, ask for their SoundCloud link, listen to their music, ask if they want feedback, give them feedback. Once you've done those two things, you know, just be like, hey, uh, it'd be awesome if you checked out my SoundCloud as well. Um, And that's pretty much what I was doing when eventually I stumbled upon a guy named Matt Parker, a.k.a. Schizoid. He was on episode two of the podcast. Um, And yeah, he just really liked the shit I was doing. So uh, he pitched it to Kai, um, the founder of Dubwub's promotions, and they both liked my shit. So I released an EP through them. And yeah, that's definitely got to be my... um, my biggest tip for like, you know, connecting with people in the industry. Yeah, DMing is 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 great. Yeah, shout out to us, uh, Skit Skitzoid. Is that his name? Skitzoid. 
<laughs> yeah, those guys are dope, man. If anyone hasn't already, check out Dubwub's promotions. Um, there's a, a release from Espioth dropped like a week ago. And uh, there's a new one coming out probably like today or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like they have releases coming out every two weeks. Uh, and I'm actually going to have Espioth on the next episode of the podcast. So that should be dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope. I'll definitely check it out. Hell yeah. So considering the uh, frequency at which you're creating and releasing music, you've surely learned like a lot of shit since November, right? Because you made, what was it, like 10, 11 tracks? (laughs) 11. (laughs) (laughs) So I was wondering if you want to highlight like the biggest thing you've learned since november so since november and um i guess this might also resonate with a lot of people after staying home i've been looking at a lot of like self-help stuff for example like yeah, i'm pretty sure you know it gary v Rand cardone uh like jason capital it's just a few named on top of my head like i learned that okay yeah these do give you a lot of value in terms of like mindset i think as a creative your mindset is the most important thing yeah they really help in creating your mindset but you can only consume so much of their content so you like so you're just like a sponge you know you (laughs) don't do yeah and 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 like because every single time you hear like a good advice you kind of get like a dopamine rush you do like you get you hop on a dog for like 10 minutes you're like fuck i did what i did today i'm a i'm a like i'm a good good job good producer you know like like it's just i i don't think that's a good way to go for a lot for i guess for myself the best the, the best thing that i've ever done is just to like whenever i get home i'm tired i just make hopping into a dog like learning more about it like a new normal like I would like maybe like some other person would hop on Netflix. I'm not judging them for it, but it's like they can hop on Netflix. Sure, like that 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 makes them chill out. I chill out by like hopping into Logic and like trying to make some shit and like staring to serum for fucking five hours <laughs> to go to bed. That's just how I chill out. Maybe so. I think if you just 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 keep going, I guess just keep moving and just not fall into like a trap of like constantly looking into like self help type stuff. Because I think yeah, that's. I guess that'll be one of my takeaways. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I don't think a lot of self-help um, content really covers it. Um, but yeah, that's another thing Gary V says is like, uh, cause he'll, do you know tea with Gary V? Yeah. Yeah. So I love watching that, but um, a lot of people will come on that and be like, yo, Gary V I've been watching your content for like six years. And, uh, you know, shit's just not working out. Can you help me? And Gary V is just like, okay, you know, literally everything I'm going to say. So stop watching my shit and just go fucking do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> Empathy. <laughs> like, I fucking love it, man. Like, 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 even though all this stuff is similar, but it really, it really stands out. You know, it's just, it's just, the advice that a lot of people need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, I just love how many people he helps out with tea with Gary V. Cause you know, not only does he help out like 10 people, you know, on a face to face call like this, but 
that's 10 people each with different situations. And then there's thousands of people in chat who are probably in similar situations. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I really like about him is just that like, even though he's like, okay, he has a brand, he's like, okay, he's like giving you all this advice, but he tells you that if it doesn't apply to you, don't listen to it. Yeah. What he works as is uh, his, he's a media company, right? Even though he knows a thing or two about a music business, it's not always applicable. Yeah. He would also urge a lot of people to like, okay, take a break from my content. If, if the advice isn't fit, listen to some other advice. I think that's also really good advice, like really good like content as well. Yeah. You know, because in business, because in I guess in music, if you if you like, because um Gary V pictures this thing about you just keep working in music it's really hard to just constantly making like like you know because create like creativity is is finite right you can't always just push as hard as you can every single day you will just burn out so i think it's uh yeah time management it's uh, no, yeah i think that's that that's really useful and a lot of people need to hear that Elia, that's uh that's why i'm surrounding myself with like music adjacent things such as like the podcast and know creating social media content and all that good stuff yeah um and like you said like not everything he applies or sorry not everything he says is gonna apply to music so i think that's another good good lesson for people who consume a lot of like self-help content because not everything is gonna apply to you so you need to learn to pick and choose like what pieces uh you can take from each creator and apply them to your own life yeah yeah and 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 another bad part about that is that like they would do whatever the 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 self-help guru i guess would say like like like, okay for example uh, this guru would say okay meditate each morning for an hour someone would do it they'll waste their time meditating for an hour without really knowing what it really means and the goal of it and it comes out being like fuck this is a waste of time they messed up and they just get so like it just gets sad. Like, it's just sad to see how like they're, they're trying to help themselves, but they're approaching it the wrong way without really knowing about their own situation. Cause they get to, they see this as like a magical cure. It's, it's not, <laughs> you just, you gotta understand your own situation, where you're from, your background, that type of stuff to see how you really works. And I guess it, it's kind of hard to like, you know, have a, have an idea of how to search for content that really, applies to you but i guess the main thing is if something just doesn't feel right then don't do it what was that self uh self con no no what's the word i'm looking for i have no idea <laughs> but yeah dude i'm uh i'm really excited to hear you know all this uh new kind of stuff that you're doing like obviously the the melodic dubstep but i also really want to hear this uh jersey stuff uh sidetrance all that shit and i'm just really excited to uh keep following your journey bro because you're like you're one of the insta ogs for me you know you're one of the first music people i talk to on insta <laughs> for sure for sure i'm excited to see what you cook up you know with this podcast yeah. all your daily beats type stuff <laughs> thanks bro i really like your i really like your beat with uh with a like you put a lot of heavy metal elements into your yeah like is that is that is that something you always have done? Like, are you, are you have you ever came out from like a metal type like background? Yeah, so I actually 
when I first got into music, I was like 13 or something. And I was just like playing emo songs on the guitar. And then eventually I got into metal. Uh, and then I stopped playing guitar for a while and I tried producing. I made like, I made one hard style inspired tune. And then that was like it for a while. And then years later, like I actually started producing, um, you know, making like house stuff inspired by Knife Party and that. Uh, And then eventually I started wanting to go more down the excision route. And I kind of noticed like with a couple of excision songs that he has some guitar in there. So I was like, shit. Sullivan, the Sullivan King Club. Yeah. And a few others. Yeah. I hadn't heard of Sullivan King just yet. I've, I'm talking more like throwing elbows and I think like, I think that, yeah, there's just like a couple of songs that has guitar during the build. Um, so I was like, oh shit, maybe I can like incorporate some metal into my dubstep. That'd be like pretty unique. Right. So uh yo check out check out check out sullivan king man he, he oh yeah like heavy metal i know sullivan king now man but uh <laughs> yeah he's a fucking g like back then yeah how about how about phase one how yeah phase one phase one is like one of my faves man um have you got any other guys besides sullivan king and phase one because i'm not really aware of any other like metal dubstep people. heavy heavy metal dubstep let me think uh I wouldn't say it's too metal, but Marauda, like his, oh yeah, they all go so go how to like hard as fuck. Yeah, um, maybe Kaiwachi from from a, maybe a few of his songs actually has like metal elements. Maybe have Riot's hit as well. Oh yeah, there's uh, a oh fuck, I totally forgot his name, but there's there's a guy that remixes like metal traps and then or metal tracks and then the traps. Fuck, I can't talk, man. <laughs> There's a guy that remixes metal and then like the drops are like trap or dubstep or yeah, it's pretty dope. Uh, Yo, when you, when you, when you get a, when you remember who he is, like hit me up. Cause I'm, I'm actually currently learning how to play the guitar. Like, Oh really? Sick. Uh, my friend left me, my friend gave me a guitar and a bass as well. I'm just trying to like learn how to do it. But like the first few times I played it, I snapped one of the strings. I gotta go fix that shit. <laughs> Oh, bro. So I gotta get it. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll tell you, man. Um, replacing strings is absolutely the worst part about playing guitar. <laughs> like, that shit is so annoying. Before before doing this, I, I never know that it's like you gotta like replace the strings like that often. I thought I just yeah. simply like the cello, like fucking cello. <laughs> like, you never really have to replace strings. Like, you put that on, that thing snaps on for like a two years. You know? <laughs> Like you, you can leave them on for a while if if you don't break them, but they'll get like really hard and like it'll be really hard to play because they'll hurt your fingers and shit. Oh yeah, they're kind of rough. You yeah. Know? Have you developed yeah, like? House, house, sorry, the calluses. Yeah. <laughs> How developed? Like, hell yeah! Like check this out. It's just fucking. It's fucking hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get that from like playing and playing the fucking violin and the fucking cello before, dude. Like, oh, man. but it's good because because then people know that you play the guitar and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they look at your fingers and they're like, "Oh man, you play guitar. This guy fucks." 
This guy fucks. <laughs> this guy's pussy, dude. Oh uh, shit. Um. Anyways, how's the how's the bass scene in uh, in Australia? Bass scene, honestly, um, I think it's pretty small. Um, you know, I'm not really the type to get out too much, but from talking to the boys over the last few episodes and stuff, uh, mm. it seems like it's not that big, but I think it has potential to grow bigger, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. People just need to like open their eyes, I guess, and be open to new experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like forget, forget about fucking hard dance. Check out this new and cool thing called excision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, same as Hong Kong, I guess. It's like, there's, there's definitely potential, but there's just way too much, like, English, like, like British influence here. So most people just right. techno or, or, like, drum and bass when you're talking about, like, EDM, you know? That fucking sucks, dude. I wish, like... Potential here as well. Uh, I wish there was just, like, some kind of equal playing ground where, you know, everyone could have all the shows they wanted, but, you know, obviously that's not going to happen. That's, like... Yeah, the the market is just that you know it's just that small for each. I guess culture really is like a big influence. I guess I don't know. I was talking to one of my friends. Uh, he's actually a marketing agent. He was like, okay, if you want people to like listen to dubstep, he's a big dubstep fan, bro. He's been to like Lost Lands for a few occasions, right? He was saying that okay, maybe if you want to, you want to make people comfortable listening to dubstep, you should first play like drum and bass or like bass house because these are like sort of like. Yeah. More mainstream type of music, and that, that people fuck with the most. So maybe you could play a bunch of drum and like drum and bass. They're like, okay, yeah, you know, this bass music thing really do hit. They do be hitting, you know. And so, and then you'll and, and then you'll show them like, oh, bam, rhythm. Maybe they'll solely like get into that as well. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I was like reaching into like how I got into dubstep because I listened to. I didn't listen to dubstep first. I used to hear like um, I listened to Faizo, one of his tracks, like yeah. Taro. I heard this. I was like, what the fuck is this song? It's making weird noises. But then I got into listening to Trap and then like some bass house track. And I was like, damn, rhythm really hits hard. So I, I, I don't know. That's just maybe, I guess, just how I could let people listen to more dubstep. It's yeah. just hard, you know? Do, do, do your like friends or whatever listen to dubstep? Uh, a couple of them. Like friends that I have like actually hung out with IRL. Like, yeah, a couple of them. But yeah, I think you've got a point because um, if you think about how most people got into dubstep, it's like scary monsters and nice sprites, right? Or like, you know, first of the year, like, you know, you, you, Skrillex remix, like Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, like all that shit. And no, not only did he remix popular artists, but he wasn't just like hard fucking FM from B screeching shit, you know? Like most of his songs were, they had a lot of melodic content as well as the growl places. So if you compare that to kind of what today's dubstep is, where it's just like fucking atonal noise, it's going to be a lot harder to get people into dubstep because there's, there's no like, there's no bridge. There's like pop music and then there's a big hole and then dubstep, whereas polyrhythm. <laughs> but um yeah skrillex kind of bridged that gap and i feel like we kind of need you know more people to help with bridging that gap yeah for sure 
that's who, who else is like sort of pop, but also dubstep. I guess, I guess subtronics. Subtronics is the closest to bringing like, like dubstep to like the popular culture. Yeah. Subtronics blew up on TikTok as well. So that'd help a lot. But electronics is like a work. It's like more work type stuff. Yeah. It's not really like, it's not really like Marauder. Like imagine, show, like, imagine like, okay, showing Marauder to like <laughs> someone who only listens <laughs> to like Kanye or like, or like any hip hop song or like Drake. Bro, they're going to go like, well, turn that shit off. I never think about dubstep. It's just, it's just way too hard for people to like, it's an acquired taste. It's way too hard for people to like listen to it. You know? Yeah. Like with, with an open mind. So, so yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, that's just how dubstep is, I guess. Did you know people like, apparently there's like some problem with the word book or something? Really? Yeah, I'm not really up to date on that. I was wondering if you'd heard about it. I've never heard of it. It's just, just yesterday I was like looking at like like base nectar type meme pages, like 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 EDM meme pages. Woke is still like a fucking big guess term, dude. There's I saw this seven like, there's this there's this post with a caption seventy year old book found like and like a like a it's it's so it's so adorable, man. He's like he's like seventy and he's like he has his like little wook little type hat. He's definitely high on some shrooms or some shit at this festival, but it's sick. Like it's, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's mad that people can like still be appreciating the music and shit. Like even when they're like 70 years old. That's great. That's great. I think it's just like the, the energy, I guess. That's, that's yeah. what Shaq said. Like DJ Diesel. I've seen I, I've seen the show before. Like he really he really knows how to bring out the fucking crowd, man. Like Shaq is amazing. <laughs> Even though I'm pretty sure he doesn't produce his own music, I don't know anything. It's just a guess, but <laughs> but he's he's great. I, yeah, he could also bring dubstep more into the oh, true, the true. Since, since you know he's Shaq. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. He's uh he's doing a collab with Eliminate, right? Dude, that's he did that song is the, one of the best releases. Oh, it's already out. Right, and Disciple, it's out. It's out. Oh, it's, sh- it's called uh, Tear It Out. Check it out. Fuck, dude! I'm so behind on releases and shit. My God, the first thing after this podcast, you <laughs> it's so good. It's so I, good. I'm I'm definitely interested because I want to hear you know what Shaq's got. Um, yeah, man. I, anything else you want to kind of talk about before we wrap it up here, or any shout outs you want to give or anything? Uh, I guess shout out to you for for inviting me. I guess thanks for uh, this thanks, opportunity. Man. You know. It's hard to uh, it's, it's it's hard to talk for this long for about like EDM type stuff. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that's that. You know, I I, I really hope that like your, your podcast will kick off, and I really hope that your music will kick off as well, man. Thanks, appreciate man. this, bro. Same to you, bro. And yeah, if you haven't listened yet, go check out Cyrus Gold. His uh, SoundCloud will be in the description as always. And um, sorry, were you gonna say something else? Oh, no, no, no. I was just nodding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, listen to my SoundCloud. <laughs> Click that link. Yeah. 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 Just uh, <laughs> uh, also repost, like, follow, you know, <laughs> um, copy the link, put it in your Facebook feed, Twitter, um, screenshot the link, post it on Instagram. Uh, Tell your parents or grandparents yeah, or neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Print out like business cards and go door knocking and hand a business card to every person. I'm, I'm going to drop my fucking PayPal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit me money straight up. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't, please don't give me, please don't give me any money. Uh, it's, it's not going to be used very well. <laughs> plugins. Right. I'll, I'll install plugins. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself like a little Rokit KRK, like stereo. Oh yeah. Stereo. What do you call that? Yeah. I'm actually struggling to try to get that first. Or should I get like, like more plugins, you know? What headphones do you have? Boys. Those are the uh, ATXs, something, right? Yeah, and uh, the Audio Technica M50. Sick. X, M50X. See, bro, I, I use it so much. It's like, it's it's about to die, man. <laughs> the wind tear is crazy. I, I've changed like this part like three times already. But it's, 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 it's some good it's some good headphones. Like I know Skrillex uses these. Um, Elenium uses these. Uh, just name a few, you know? Yeah. I was going between that and and these, which is um the Bayer Dynamic DT seven seventies. But the, oh, yeah, the, I've seen those. I, I was actually thinking about buying those before. Yeah, these they're great. Um, but the the reason I wanted new headphones in the first place was because uh my my old ones were like really tight and they would give me headaches and shit. And I was reading reviews of the Audio Technicas, and apparently they had the same problem. So. Ultimately, I had to go with the more comfortable uh, headphones. Yeah, when I because 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 uh, you got glasses as well, and it's yeah. it's and these are actually not that bad because um, they're really cushiony and like they don't really like okay. up the because most because most bad headphones are like really tight. It just it just squishes the glasses together. Yeah, <laughs> although like, it does get that does need help getting used to, but it's like it's fine. You know, it's good compare headphones. Yeah, yeah. I, just need, I just need a stereo monitor, man. I just need, I just need like. See a monitor. So yeah, please donate to the link down below. I guess for see your monitors for for Cyrus. Apparently, um, appreciate it. Apparently, Ray Volp uses rockets, so they're probably a solid choice. Even though there's heaps of memes about them, like you know, there there may be heaps of memes about them, but I've never used them, so I can't say whether they're good or not. It's 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 a really common like stereo monitor, man. I, I know a few. I know a lot of people use it. It's actually like it wasn't until that I referenced my song with uh, the Rokit like Garricade to know how how like 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 I use span you you know Vox and Go span right yeah. you use it it's like even though it looks like okay you're mixing everything perfectly but without actually listening through like those speakers you can't really know like entirely how your mix sounds yeah. so maybe I'm just gonna get those um and I think. I think there's um some issue with span where the default like spectrum is not actually what you want to use. Um, oh yeah, I I I, I don't use the default. One. Okay, I, cool. I tweaked my settings accordingly. I tweaked it like a while back, so I don't really remember how I tweaked it. But it's like I think it's about more about like the referencing speed or whatever. So it's the the the, the distance of the peak and the average isn't that big. Yeah. I just remember like being in a, a Discord server a while ago. Everyone was like, "Yo, dude, you got to get Span. Make sure your master EQ is, you know, balanced well." And then so I got Span, and then I made sure the line was, you know, relatively flat. And then everyone was just like, "Dude, there's way too much bass." <laughs> and then, uh, you know, years later, I found out that you have to get Span, and then you have to change like a bunch of settings to actually make it be good. Yeah. Why? Why don't? Why don't they just make like the the fucking 
the default setting like a good one that's like accurate yeah. and shit. I don't know, but whatever, it's free. I can't really say anything. <laughs> it's like it's a it's a really good plugin. Two plugins, okay, three plugins. That's a total game changer. Serum, Span, and OTT. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I ask anybody that makes EDM, they would they would say the same thing. Honestly, man, I can live without Span. I'm fine with just the default Spectrum Analyzer. Oh, you're using your you're using your ears. I just use I the I, the I, Ableton I, one. Oh, I'm trying to practice how to like mix using my ears. It's really hard. Yeah, was, uh, I was DJing at my friend's place. He uh, he he's got these really old CDJs. It's like it doesn't even show the waveform, so you gotta DJ everything by ear. Oh that's Jesus Christ! <laughs> so it's uh, like, that's how it's supposed to be. I guess that's how DJing is supposed to be. It really helps. It really trains your ears. Yeah, that's good. Good way to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you DJ as well? Uh, no, I haven't gotten into it just yet, but I'm you know trying to start learning bit by bit. Uh. You know, apparently it's not really that hard, but I haven't really just taken the dive yet. It's it's really not that hard, man. I'd I'd say um, depending how to DJ, even though nobody really blows up having like being really good DJing, people blow up by like having good music. But DJing is like it's a good way to communicate with other producers because it's like it's just fun. First of all, it's fun, and second away, it's like oh yo, let me let me hitch up your place, your studio. Let's like. DJ like for like an hour, just do filming back to back or something. They would yeah. be like, sure. And and I'm like, they would and you play a good song, they would like listen to it. You play a good song, like like when you play a good song, you also listen to it. So you play your own song, they go like, oh sick, what's that song? And you're like, shit, I actually made that. <laughs> let's, let's do a little collab. It's good to connect with other musicians. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do like sets and shit. Not like obviously I want to do gigs and stuff, but uh, I also just want to put put out like some sets on SoundCloud and shit, um, you know, just just to kind of let people know what I like and what I listen to and shit. Because I I feel like I kind of have a unique taste, but I don't know everyone probably says that, but you know, I just want to let people in on what I listen to. You'll probably learn how to like DJ in like less than a day because uh, producers probably learn it way easier, I guess. <laughs> like a DDJ like 200 it's really not yeah. expensive yeah um it's getting fast so uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we like actually wrap it up this time <laughs> nah not much man we click off we've been clicking off bro <laughs> this is this is the longest episode by far <laughs> we would we would we would like talk all the way for a fucking next hour as well <laughs> yeah man I mean, this is good. I get. I, I'm glad that we like, kind of click off and shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I don't, I don't have much to add, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, it's really nice that we actually had like a a back and forth conversation rather than just like a solid like interview format. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That was great, dude. Hit me up if you got anything else that you you want from me. I guess anything. You can even do a collab if you want to, bro. Oh, bro, that'd be sick. Um, actually. I'll, right after this, I'll send you a uh, private SoundCloud playlist. Um, it's pretty much just like all the all the you know how I was doing the thirty day challenge. Yeah, it's pretty much just all the beats from that that I actually want to finish. And then if there's any from that that you want to collab on, just let me know. Sure, I did you up. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, once again, guys, thanks for listening to the Wavetable episode twelve. This was Cyrus Gold and. He's got a new release that just dropped like last night. 
It's a remix of Seven Lines, so go check it out. SoundCloud link is in the description. Peace. Peace, man.